Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. This episode is going to be very special, not only for me, because I have the immense honor to have here my beautiful, smart, and million other things husband, (laughs) because I wanted to bring him on to share a man's perspective. Very often, I'm tapped into my feminine flow, feminine energy, and I truly believe that we get to live in this beautiful balance of feminine and masculine so we can really create a deep, lasting impact and also soulful life. So Christopher Colin Burns is the life, your life of my love. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go right into that. However, I invited Christopher because I truly feel that there is not enough talk about miscarriage from a man's perspective. Um, Not all the women are sharing their experience. That's why it was so important to me to share the process, the healing, the unexpected bumps right along the journey. And I wanted to get his perspective because I truly feel that men and women, we experience things differently, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to pregnancy and miscarriage. So let's start even much, much, much further, Christopher. Let's start with your own childhood and let's start with your own upbringing. Share with us a little bit about your own life as the little boy and because i truly believe that that shaped your perspective of today's world yeah sure thank you for having me on my love and it is an honor and for everyone tuning in and for the listener right now uh, thank you thank you for your time and, and energy and your commitment to being unapologetically abundant and my intention is really to share my journey my story and my perspective right it's not good bad right or wrong it's my perspective. And uh, you're going to find a lot of different perspectives in this world. And it's ultimately about finding the ones that resonate with you and using that to to help guide you and and make better choices and things like that. As a child growing up, uh, I would say I was I was very playful. I had a big imagination. You know, one of the the scenes that my parents often remind me of is being in the outfield. I played baseball growing up, so a lot of team sports, a lot of uh, you know being with other people. I think that really helped me be a, uh, an effective communicator and things like that. 
but uh, I would be out in the outfield all by my own. And, you know, everything's happening on, on the infield and uh, in, inside. Uh, and um, I'm out there dancing, right. Just in my own world, doing what I want to do. And, and uh, you know, like being with the flowers and stuff and bee hunting. And I wouldn't do that today. I wouldn't go hunt bees, but I was like this, this little kid, like, you know, just adventuring and exploring and experiencing the world. So in a, in a way I had this imagination, this creativity, this playfulness that uh, I really enjoyed and, um, you know, I really, really looked up to my dad. He was this person who I, I was really inspired by. He was like super human in his strength and, and who, who he was for me, you know, and, uh, used to go out dirt bike riding all the time, go out to the desert and things like that. And, and, you know, we could get into some core wounds and things like that, that happened for me and shape my, my world and my reality. Uh, you know, when I was, I was younger, I, I was in the desert riding and I, I found a, a porn magazine when I was riding off on my own. Right. And I, I looked at it and just by the virtue of looking at it, I made myself bad and wrong. I was like, there's something wrong with me because I like looked at this thing and I was willing to look at it. And, uh, ultimately I, I feel like a lot of us go through these experiences where we look at something, we experience something, and we make our make ourselves um, bad or wrong. We judge ourselves, or we we create the story about ourselves. And I really relate that with the experience that we had of the miscarriage, and we'll get into that because really, it's like how we see it is ultimately going to define how we experience it. And when we experience trauma, loss, challenges, whatever it might be in life. Um, oftentimes those, those unconscious programs, the, the deepest levels of our programming come up to the surface and we get to deal with that. We get to express that we get to experience that. And like you're saying, men and women experience things differently, but, uh, you know, I had a, a very comfortable childhood, middle-class, you know, like things like that. So a lot, a lot of opportunity went on vacations with my family, very blessed. And, uh, yeah, ultimately there was a lot of love, which I think gave me a sense of like grounding that I can handle whatever comes my way. And, and like, I'm going to be that, uh, I'm going to be stable, right. As much as possible. Of course I have my waves as an emotional, uh, manifesting generator, but you know, it, that is life. <laughs> That is love. And I love how you're learning to surf with those. You're like, damn, no way. So I was like, just get on that surf and go like, take those wave on, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who are listening to us right now, you know, who are surfing through those waves, whether they're emotional or whether they're really through their life, I feel like I love that message because what I'm hearing, it's, you know, sharing that no matter what, you know, you will be okay. No matter what, you know, you will figure it out because there are a lot of listeners right now who are listening. They're like, well, I didn't have a nice childhood. I didn't have the, the feeling of safety, right? And I feel that no matter what, if you're coming from a place that you're feeling I was loved and supported and safe, or I was unsafe and now safety, it's my priority, freedom, it's my priority, we always create either what we crave or what we want to like, it's like a different contrast, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's beautiful. So coming from your childhood, you know, describing your experience, what was it for you like? Because not only I want to tap into the miscarriage, but like showing the whole like whole perspective, like the whole life holistically, right? It's not just like, let's drop you in and tell us how we felt, but also how do you feel into stepping into a committed relationship as a man of 
20th, I don't know what we are, century, 21st, second, whatever it is, <laughs> or the 22 as we are recording right now. Because I feel like also a lot of men are like, and this is only my perspective, right? That's not the truth. But a lot of men can feel like, um, like confused, like, oh, we have so many options and we can go to so many directions. Why would I want to settle in? Why would I want to be committed, right? And sometimes there is this belief that there are no good men left. So I would love to hear like your perspective on that. And also why committed relationship is important for you and what do you believe about good men being out there? Because most of our listeners are women. Some of them might be single. So let's give them some hope maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, going back to that core wounding that I was mentioning earlier, uh, we can choose to allow the experiences of our life to, to define us and what we see, what we experience to be, be our reality, or we can choose something else. And especially for the women who are tuning in, um, ask yourself, like, what things have happened to you? What traumas, what abuse, what heartbreak, what letdown, loss, whatever it might be? Um, how does that affect? How does that influence your perspective moving forward. I'm a very big fan of, of like inquiring into beliefs and where these things come from. I, I love questions. I love how powerful that they are. Ask Petty. I could, you, you ask like one question, here's the question. I could create a hundred more questions to, to answer similar, answer similar things. Like it, it's, it's just, it's a natural thing of mine. And uh, so I, I like to ask that question of like, what, how is this influencing my perspective, right? Is, am I allowing what happened in the past to define who I will be and what I can attract and what I can create in the future, right? And so I could have let that experience of, of looking at a porn magazine, making myself wrong, define my future. And of course, it's like it's childlike wonder, it's childlike innocence and exploration and things like that. And me being also uh, a one, three Manny Jenny, you know, like I like to go explore and experience things and um, have all this variety and contrast. And so in that exploration, uh, I think that part of me was figuring out what is my truth, right? How do I figure out what my truth is? And about when I was 25 or so, I had the, the truth that, well, actually it's 24, 25. I had the truth, truth of, oh, I want to be um, like a big business person, larger than life, famous. And like my, my ego wanted money and status and women, right? That's that, that was like what I wanted. Like, I'll, I'll be real. That was the immature masculine that just wanted more that thought filling my life with these things would heal things, would heal my relationship with my dad as, as I grew up and had this rift with the masculine and things like that. I, I thought that would change things. Thankfully, I got into personal development at 21 and had been working on myself and uh, knew that anything was possible, knew that the world was my oyster, so to speak, and I can choose whatever I want. And so around like 25, 26, I really made that conscious choice and decision of saying, well, let's, let's narrow down to like one relationship, right? Let's, let's get good at that. Let's, let's get good at being intimate and going deep with one person because it's easy to be surface level and have like a bunch of different people around us and different romantic partners or whatever it might be, especially um, today's age and, and cultures, like, especially with like Tinder or whatever it might be like before how uh, people used to 
um, create romantic relationships is it was within their social circles, right? So whether it was at work or uh, some kind of club or friends of friends, whatever it might be, that's how you met people. Now we have these online social circles where it's completely disconnected, right? And people can meet people however. And so unfortunately, it's like easier than ever for people to, to cheat and do this dumb stuff, right? And not not be faithful and loyal in their relationship. And so I made that commitment early on saying, hey, like I'm I'm committed to being faithful and loyal in my relationship because I know that's one of the biggest challenges that I could embrace, but also one of the most rewarding uh, experiences that I could embrace as well. Even in, in the beginning of our relationship, Petia, like I was, I was still kind of dealing with that, that tug of like, am I ready to settle down? Am I ready to just do one for the rest of my life, you know, like, and, and, and own that choice. And so uh, I definitely made that choice. And, and I'm so grateful that I did because the, the amount of, um, of love that I experienced from you, Petia is, is overwhelming. The amount of support uh, is not overwhelming in a bad way, but it's overflowing, right. It's, it's so abundant and um, how we support each other. I think that's, that's the one thing that I'd love to hear um, your, your perspective. The one thing that I will recommend is as a partnership as a couple, make sure that you're bringing different things to the table, right? You don't want another copy of you. You don't want another version of you because then it doesn't leave anything to be desired or explored. And I know Petia and I, like we have consistently been curious in our relationship about like, man, who is Petia today? Who is she this month? Who is she this year? Right. We're always evolving. We're always growing. And, and um, man, like it's been such an awesome journey because we come to that, to come to our relationship, not putting each other in a box, but rather saying, wow, like how, how much more can I discover about this person? And, and in that discover about myself because we're mirrors for each other and, and constantly supporting each other and sharing perspectives and things like that. So uh, those would be a couple of things that come up for me. Mm, that's so powerful and so beautiful. And, and I love like that you shared that you did like a conscious choice, right? It's, it's, it's not like, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. It's like consciously I'm choosing this and this is important to me because I too believe it's, so easy to go out and mess around right without the depth and commitment but also that's how it's going to make you feel at least me right like i'm like it's so easy to go out there and be with multiple people and being with one person that you support and inspire and motivate to be the best version of themselves that's life-giving imagine if everyone would do that and this is not saying that this is the only way of life, but this is the way that feels good to me. And that's how I see that. And it's interesting because each and every one of us can explain why we're doing things we're doing, right? And it's about being with those who align with your core values. I think it's super important. And this is something that I really love about us because even like the first time that we met besides me casting a spell on Christopher because I did inner child guided meditation on him. Um, we also talk about like long-term and short-term goals and they align. It's like, imagine if Christopher tells me like, Hey, like I want to travel to Europe and you know, like go party and go party and drink. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, good luck. Bye. Right. <laughs> our values of like inspiring and impacting people and family and loyalty all of that was there from the very beginning you're not going to change a man like in my past relationship you know like my partner right away told me like yeah I'm open to have a kid but I don't want to get married 
I'm like, oh, when he sees how good I am, how good of woman I am, that I'm not crazy. Like he says his ex was whatever. He will change his mind. And it's so, of course, he never changed his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Years later. And the thing is that you get to take the person as it is. Mm-hmm. nothing ever changes are you okay of course i would want for christopher to like evolve and and you know like grow i want this for myself and if nothing ever changes i'm okay mm-hmm. so you cannot come to the relationship and try to like change that so i love that you made this conscious choice now let's step into the pregnancy mm-hmm. um and I would love for you to share the whole story because we almost broke up right at the beginning, right? <laughs> a couple mm-hmm. times. One, when we were like consciously choosing if we we're committed or no. And if Christopher wasn't sure. Also, uh, mind you, ladies, Christopher is seven years younger than me. Um, I know it doesn't look like. And <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like when I met Christopher, he was 26. So, I mean, this 26-year young, beautiful entrepreneur who is just stepping into the world. And I'm like, hey, I want to, like, loyal lifetime commitment. And he was like, dang, I don't know. Like, you're really cool, but I don't know if that's what I want. Do I want it right now? Now that we both also understand his human design, we can see that he has emotional authority and he needs to more time into feel into things and what feels right to him. So when I tell him, like, the day that we were discussing it, and, and I wanted to go into that, right? Um, when I when I asked him, like, hey, like, like, is it, it it's me or or you go, right? Like, um, but then we like work through it, and then you have chosen, right? But uh, like giving yourself space. But then when we talk about like pregnancy, right, at the beginning of our relationship, what was it then for you, and what was it now? Mm. So there's a lot, a lot there to unpack. So you may get to remind me to stay on track. Uh, I did want to circle back to before though, because we just had our, our soulful success mastermind here in Tulum. And one of the phrases that I've said throughout our relationship, and it's, it's coming in and out of season, been challenging, more, more challenging at times is um, it's like, I love you, but I don't need you right? That, that phrase. And so it's like to say, Petya, I love you, but I don't need you is, is so um, it's freeing, but it also can feel very um, painful. Cause like, I don't want to hurt you by saying that thing. So um, for women out there who are listening, like the listener right now, um, give yourself that permission to say whoever, whoever it is that you attract. And this is something that Petya really embodied, right? Like I, I knew Petya didn't need me. And she was, we were just, if we were coming together, it was because it got better. Right. That was the only only reason. Um, but for you listening, like really make sure that you're coming from the space of like whoever it is that you're with. I love you, but I don't need you. I'm, I am a whole complete sovereign individual on my own and I don't need anyone to to complete me. Right. You have to hear that phrase a lot. You complete me. It's like, well, we can have gifts that totally are, are different and unique and help balance each other out and create even more harmony and thriving and success. But to, to feel like we're missing something on our own individually, and we require someone in our, in our life to, to feel complete and whole, um, that is a really flawed, in my perspective, uh, perspective, uh, you know, belief set. So back to the beginning of our relationship, we were, you know, let's, let's go to, I went to a silent meditation retreat, 10 day silent meditation retreat. And I'm walking in a labyrinth in the back. It's in Joshua tree. It's nighttime scar stars are out. It's freaking beautiful. Right. And, um, I'm asking myself like, 
God, am I really supposed to be with this woman? It was like a couple months into our relationship. And I was like, God, am I really supposed to be with this woman? Like, show me a sign if I am supposed to be with this woman. And instantly a shooting star goes across the sky. And I don't know about y'all, but uh, it's a little, little too much coincidence to, uh, you know, call random or chance. And so I, I, it's like the, all these signs add up, right. And there's lots of signs for everyone and in every kind of area of life, there's signs of you're on track, keep going. And there's also can be signs that, Hey, yellow flag, red flag. Hey, pay attention to this warning. You're coming up to a, you know, a cliff, a, a breakdown, drop off, like, ruin, right? So pay attention to that. So I think it's really important to pay attention to those little signs, your intuition, your guides, like God, universe is, is constantly guiding you. So that was a confirmation. Um, and then a challenging moment is when we were at a, um, it was a podcast, podcast event, and I was being featured as one of the, the podcasters there. And Petty and I were having some romantic time in our room. <laughs> it was getting spicy. Let's just say that. And, uh, I, I don't know, I think it was like in the middle of it. I, I have this question cause I have this concern come up and saying, uh, you know, a couple months into our relationship. So babe, like if we are to get pregnant right now, cause we're about to, you know, like do this thing deeper. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we get pregnant right now, like what is your going decision going to be? Because I'll let you know what my decision is going to be. I am not ready. I am not ready to have a kid. I'm not ready to, to, to bring a being into this world. I do not believe that I would do it justice. I don't believe that, you know, we're at a point in our relationship where we're, you know, stable long-term, we're still getting to know each other. We're still getting to feel into each other. And, um, you know, for, for a woman out there listening, I think a challenging thing can be, I want to get married kind of as soon as possible. That's kind of a, a per perspective for a lot of women. And I'm grateful that Petsy and I, we waited like three or four years to get married, right? And and that may not be the ideal situation or scenario. And, you know, you do you, but um, I'm grateful because that gave me a chance of like really getting to know Petia, really trusting myself, trusting her and finding it in myself to, to like make that decision. And again, your situation, your circumstances are your own, your timelines, your own. Um, but I asked Petia that question. I said, I'm, I'm not ready. And it was still at the beginning of our relationship. And uh, it caused this big breakdown because I think, I don't know, Petia, you tell me, did you, did you feel like it, it, you took it personally or you, you felt afraid? or what what was that for you i feel like back then it was like really like first i feel like my body my choice right you know mm -hmm. like i i just like that that's what i felt um second of course i understand it's my choice but two two people make babies usually right so it would Im like impact your life but the other thing for me was also like back then not now it's funny but now it doesn't concern me but back then when we met, I'm like, it's my age because mm -hmm. you were 26 and I was 34. And I'm like, having abortion at 34, it just doesn't feel right to me. It's not like I'm young, irresponsible girl, or I'm, you know, like a girl who cannot take care of the baby. I knew I could, but also I knew it would be unfair to you. So that was like a big breaking point because I knew that we have to agree on this or it's not fair. I cannot say, you know, that. So thank goodness, like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are truly always like guided, protected. And we had the intention there set. So our baby is just like, let me wait. Let me chill here. Okay. Um, 
but I feel like there was a huge breaking point for us. And I understand, of course, your point of view and it's, it's very challenging. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's my belief. Like I, I don't judge other women because I know women who did it. I have friends who did it because they felt like it's not the time and it's not the right person. And, you know, the protection didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I understand. And there are like, also like the, some for, like, unfortunate circumstances like incest or rape and things like that so of course I understand and for me being so loving and nurturing and wanting to create life and mind you I never been like a motherly type there are women who oh my deepest desire was always to be a mother and I love babies and I love kids I love puppies ask Christopher (laughs) I love anything alive like I see what is it called honey the guanas Iguana, yeah. Iguana, I, I want to pet them. I want to pet everything. Like we were working with our mastermind. There is a kitten and I go to the, you know, store and restaurant and get them food. And then I go next day to the veterinary and get them vitamins. And that's just who I am in my human design. I'm, I'm nurturer and I'm the one who is taking care of the tribe survivors. So I cannot imagine if, if it would really, you know, come to that. So... I'm glad we never came to that, but I'm super happy that, you know, it, it gave us that foundation of great communication. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very uncomfortable things. Yeah. Willingness to have uncomfortable conversations early. Right. And it goes in alignment with the goals that you were talking about. It's like, what are our goals? Right. Cause we get to be honest. And, and I think some women aren't honest with their goals of like, Hey, I really am prioritizing having a, a loving, loyal relationship and children in the next year or two. That's a big priority for me. It's like communicating that and and trusting, also trusting the universe. Like universe, you'll you'll bring me the right person. It'll be the perfect timing. It'll it'll all work out, right? So trusting that whatever you're asking for, nothing is too big for for the universe, for God, for um, what you desire. But I, I really want to dive into Petia the, uh, um, you know, the miscarriage, uh, experience and my, my mindset around that. Cause I know that's what we wanted to talk about today. Um, so what question do you have for me so that I can um, share from, from Absolutely. my perspective? So, you know, like now that we build that foundation, you know, I would love to like hear your perspective and your story from me telling you, you know, that I'm pregnant and going through the pregnancy, you supporting me through the event. How did it impacted you? Like, emotionally you know like losing the baby and not only once but actually twice right because I also know that when the second baby was you know like released from my body um I feel like there was a little bit of tension and stress from you like hey like don't like tell me like what is happening and don't just say like Chris right because (laughs) because I don't know what's happening. Are you bleeding out or are you in pain or like, you know, that there was like being two months pregnant and literally two and a half months going through a miscarriage Yeah, because I chose to do it naturally. So what was this process for you from the beginning? Shorter version. And then the so, so remind me, remind me about the, you, you calling my name because that's, yes. that's special experience. Um, so the beginning, you know, 
I'll share in my early 20s, a goal of mine was to um, not be so logical because I, I had an electrical engineering degree and I didn't feel like I was confident, didn't feel like I was I was able to connect with people authentically. I didn't feel like I, I couldn't speak in public, like I was afraid of that stuff. So um, from that perspective, I started developing my emotional intelligence, right, which allowed me to connect deeper and communicate more effectively, especially with women, right? Men, they have a different method of communication. So from that perspective, like I had made a lot of progress on expressing and feeling my emotions. I don't know what it is, but in the last couple of years, especially, um, I feel like that has decreased, right? That, that emotional expression and uh, feminine energy. I, it, I, I've made it a point to get into men's groups and things like that and be around more men and, and develop my masculine has been a, a priority, right? Especially to be in that king energy and you to be in your queen energy. Um, so in that aspect, I feel like when we got pregnant, um, you were super, super excited and I was excited as well. And I feel like for whatever reason, I didn't express it as much as I should have, quote unquote, should have, right? Um, as much uh, as that moment of finding out that we're pregnant um, deserved. And I feel like there was kind of like something missing from my, my joy. Right. And it was, and part of me is like, oh, well, I was, I was, I'm just kind of even keeled. I, I am able to handle life situations without getting too disturbed one way or the other. And I've also seen evidence of like when I have super high highs and super low lows. So um, it's been a, a source of like, why do I have the expressions and, and, sharing my emotions and feelings that I do on certain things and not on others. So it's helped me, I would say, get more curious about that. Um, I've been super grateful. I was super grateful when it happened, um, but I didn't cry. Right. And I know that that was something, you know, whether when we got pregnant or even when we had the, the miscarriage, uh, I did cry when I was talking to my coach um, about it because he had, we, we unpacked it together. And that was, I think a couple of days after the miscarriage, the first news of it had happened. And so I, I did cry a little bit, but it wasn't like bawling. It wasn't like excessive. And so I think for me, it's been a, a challenging experience because I feel like I'm supposed to feel more sadness. And I was also very quick to go to, well, like if it didn't happen this time, then I know that there's a bigger purpose, right? Like I've, I've leaned into my faith and into my spirituality. I've like really deepen my relationship with God, especially over the last couple months of the miscarriage and finding out about that. And so I think that that's a component of it. I also do think that there's kind of like a hardening of my, my heart and emotions that I have been uh, experiencing and working through, right? Through, through this experience and kind of getting a, another perspective on me, on who I am, who is Christopher Colin Burns? How does he experience and, and express himself in the world? So I think that that's, that's been a challenge for me. And, um, you know, I've, I've isolated myself a lot through this experience. Um, I know Pete, you've, you've been really great at asking Svetlana, your best friend for, uh, to be there a lot and to share with her. And I've shared with, I've shared with you, right? Like I've, I have been expressive and I also have this kind of like higher standard in my mind of, I could have done more. I could have done more to heal through these emotions. I could have done more to stay in the sadness, to stay in the grief longer, to feel it fully so that I can process it more effectively. And so I think it's taken a longer time for me potentially um, to, to kind of like bounce back to empowerment around life in general, right? And there's been transitions and things like that in my life that have 
coincided simultaneously, same time um, with the miscarriage. So it's just been, I would say, challenging in a lot of aspects and also, man, just everyday practicing grace for myself that, you know, there's no right way to do it. There's there's potentially better ways, more effective ways. I can always do better, right? But to really practice that forgiveness and that grace for myself and to keep showing up, right? Keep taking one step at a time, whether it's crawling, whether it's inch by inch, whether it's running and sprinting, you know, for me, I've really had to practice that and not judge myself as I'm not doing enough or I'm not growing uh, enough or expressing enough. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel like, you know, it's, uh, I, I get to really acknowledge and really thank you for being there every step of the journey, you know, because it was very physically and that was the most surprising for me right like of course I can understand the the emotional loss and grief right we lost you know usually loved ones so we can imagine that but like having life within you in your body and then not having it it, it brings a lot of pain and doubt and insecurities right did I do anything wrong could I do something better was it my thoughts right um but also it, it's just like you've been there with me. And even if you could not understand how I feel, um, you were there to hold the space and to support me. But like the physical like part of it really surprised me. That I think that surprised us both. Yeah. And you were there with me, you know, both times. The second time it was easier, but going with me on all of the doctor appointments and just moving your schedule and supporting me when I was still pregnant on my life events, I think that that's what every woman really deserves. You know, we might feel it more emotionally and physically and having a partner who is there with them every step of the way. And it's not being needy because I can do it all by myself, right? I love you and I don't need you. And I think it's very important to say what do you need and sometimes we gotta say why like hey I want you to go with me to this appointment because right mm -hmm. I would feel safer I want you to be there to see what the doctors say I'm super thankful you were with me into you know the last doctor appointments because like I had the courage to say no to the surgery because you mm -hmm. were there to support me I don't know if there would be pressure of the doctor if I would be scared don't have anyone so so many women, they don't have anyone to support them and share with them this. And even if you don't have a supportive partner, don't leave it all inside of you. Mm -hmm. There are women who are who went through the same or are going through the same and you can have a friends and family, but keeping it inside of you and say, I'm okay and go like, I know women who had a miscarriage, went to the bathroom and went back to the work. I cannot imagine. Yeah. It's, it's just my experience, of course. So... Christopher, what would you say like to the women who are listening right now who went um, through the miscarriage or are going through? And what would you like to tell their partners? What do you want the men of them to know? If they can just take, you know, five last minutes or three last minutes of this interview, what do you want her to know? If she lost the baby or, you know, the baby it's leaving right now, maybe. And she's like me researching all the support and all the knowledge and all the love. What do you want her men to know too? So I will share one thing, which is um, if you are going through it currently or, or, or in the future, I don't, I don't wish it upon anyone, but uh, if you do, like make sure in your communication, you develop a, a rhythm and a style of communication that feels uh you know, safe, approachable, things like that. Because one of the things, Petia, that you were talking about earlier is when you would just yell my name 
from across the house, right? Uh, Christopher, right? And I'm, I'm like, what happened? Like, I, I would, I would have this fear inside of me that something else was, was happening, right? So, so number one is um, like really develop uh, effective communication with your partner, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, uh, because it's, it's like so important to share where you're at, to share, you know, like when you really, you don't need anyone, but like when you really quote unquote need someone there, it's like, Hey, I, I like, I don't need you, but can you please be here for me? Can you please do this for me? Right. That would be especially beneficial while you're going through it. Cause you let me know when those moments were Petya and I was able to like really shift my priorities around and, and be there for you through that stuff. Um, so that's number one. If you've gone through this in the past, uh, the biggest thing, again, kind of coming full circle is don't let it define you who you are moving forward. Right. So don't don't let that experience um, bring you down. Don't, don't make, allow it to make you feel like you're, you're broken or you did something wrong or, or guilty or ashamed or anything like that. Cause I know Petia, you went through that. Um, and ultimately get the support that you deserve, right? Like get the support, talk about it with people who can really hold that space. Cause I know that there's women out there who don't have that, who people tell them like, you know, suck it up, like keep going, like get back to work, whatever it might be, like stop being a baby. Um, and, and they don't have any compassion or grace for someone going through that. So I think that's really important to have that. Um, and ultimately like really lean in that, into that faith of like, there's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger reason for why this is happening. May not see it right now, may not feel it right now. Um, but I wonder what it could be, right? Really, really step into that, that wonder and that possibility. And of course, when you have an amazing coach like Petia, who's able to ask you questions and help you shift your perspective, that really makes a difference. Uh, and as well for the, for the men, man, the, the biggest thing is, or what you can share with your partner or however you want to say it, um, it's just like really hold space for him to go through his own process and his own journey, the way he does it. Petia, you did amazing at not judging me for how I was different than you, how I experienced it different than you. And, and especially for women, um, your body is going to go through its own changes and you're going to feel these things you have, you're more connected to it. You're going to feel it more like mm -hmm. I can almost guarantee that. Right. Um, so for your man to, to go through and process how he processes, just let him, right. The, the big thing is to keep encouraging, Hey, like, you know, have you shared about this with others? Just ask, like, have you shared about this with anyone? How did it go? Yeah. Right. Like, and, and, uh, just keep cre ideally creating that space, creating that dialogue to, to communicate and share with others. And I think that's one of the best things you can do. Before we wrap this up, Christopher, um, what would you want him to know? Like if she can give him this recording to listen the last minute, what would you want him to know? What do you want to tell him? I would tell him that, um, again, you know, every, everyone processes differently. So don't make yourself wrong if you don't feel as deeply or as emotional as your woman does. Also have grace and compassion for her to go through her process, right? Don't, don't make her wrong if she's super emotional and goes through it uh, in the way that she does. And if she needs you and it seems like excessive, right? It's like, oh, it's not a big, like in your mind, man, it's not a big deal. Like, come on, you're just releasing whatever, right? And, and like men can think that way. Uh, give yourself permission to say, I'm going to give some extra empathy, some extra compassion, some extra grace as she goes through this, because um, that would be that would be what she needs. That's that's going to be the generous thing to do. So that's Great. what I would share.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you so much. Thank you for you, not baby. only for being here, but being in my life and being my rock and being such an amazing father. I love you. I love you.